Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the True Power Podcast. My name is Akela Ologunde, your co-host. It's going to be just me today. Uh, this is just a short episode. Over the past two weeks, we started a new series that we are calling Soccer for Newbies. So the aim of this series has been to for fans just getting into the game, just growing into the game, it's just explaining the different positions on the football field to them, different positions that makes up a football team of 11 players. And our first ever episode, like called episode should be, was about the goalkeeper or the goalie. And uh, the next episode, we did the defenders, central defenders, white defenders, also called fullbacks. So this episode has sort of like just talk about a quick recap of what the last two episodes have spoken about. And just to, just to, like I said, a quick recap. And if anybody is joining on this episode, this is still nice. But I will still down 90% recommend going back to the two previous episodes and re-watching those two episodes. Because from here on out, the positions become very, very technical. And you need the knowledge from those two previous episodes to be able to understand what we'll be talking about moving forward. So without further ado, the recap of the goalkeeping, goalkeeping position and the defender position. Starting with the goalkeeper or goalie for short position. All in all, there are two major types of goalkeepers. We have the traditional goalkeepers and ball-playing goalkeepers. And a subset of the two, you could call the super sweeper-keeper. You could have a sweeper-keeper that is a traditional goalkeeper, and you could also have a sweeper-keeper that is a ball-playing goalkeeper. So, first things first, traditional goalkeepers. These are the goalkeepers of the yesteryears. These are the goalkeepers that are just primarily focused on shot stopping. They are f- primarily focused. They are not interested in like launching the attacks of their teams. All they care about is shot stopping and definitely commanding the six yard space around their post, especially on corners, set plays, 
majorly and crosses coming into the box. A quick example of a Traditional shortstoppers include the famous one being Jan Oblak of Atletico de Madrid, Thibaut Courtois of Real Madrid. That's just two names, just to name a few. And they are, like, as they say, they primarily focus on shortstopping. This tends to that the really, really good ones tend to have a higher safe percentage. And they really, and talking about the new world statistics now, they tend to have a higher ratio of expected goals against. No, a lower ratio of an expected goals against. So an expected goals against is like, oh, if a team has an expected goals against of like a 14.25 and that team only concedes about 12, that means they are performing better than the expected goals against, which means they should have considered 14, but they only managed to concede 12, which means they prevented two goals, which is a sign of a really good defense. So talking about new statistics, traditional goalkeepers tend to have a higher, well, a lower expected goals against statistics. Moving over to traditional ball playing center backs, sorry, sorry. Moving over to ball playing goalkeepers, Ball playing goalkeepers, they are traditional goalkeepers, plus they are the primary conduct, well, they kickstart the attacks of the team, which means they must be really, really good at short passes, passes over short distances, medium distances, and long distances as well. With some long distance passes that provided some memorable goals. Especially when you think about uh, Alisson to Salah, when you talk about Ederson to Kun Aguero, there are some really, really nice long pass goals that come from goalkeepers being very, very accurate to their long passes. So ball playing goalkeepers, and they like as the name implies, they must be really, really good. That well, the really, really good ones, the ones that play for high-caliber teams. You're talking about your Manchester Cities, your Bayern Munich, FC Bayern Munich. You're talking about your Chelsea's. You're talking about your Manchester United. You're talking about your Juventus. I call Barcelona, FC Barcelona. High-caliber teams, they tend to have a goalkeeper that's really, really good at ball playing and also really, really good at the traditional aspect of goalkeeping as well because... At the end of the day, the major role of a goalkeeper is to prevent goals from going into his own net. It doesn't matter how good you are starting attacks, how good you are at passing, if you cannot prevent goals from going into your own net, nobody wants you. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So, as I said, ball-playing goalkeepers, they're really good at their traditional aspects of goalkeeping, plus the ball playing aspect of goalkeeping and as a result of like as, as I said uh, safe percentage is also really high expected goals against is also really high their passing uh, passing accuracy for the really good ones also tends to be really really high as well when you're talking about goalkeepers like Ederson of Manchester City when you're talking about goalkeepers like Alisson of Liverpool they tend to have a uh, 
pass accuracy of greater than 90%, even sometimes greater than 95%. And that's a really, really high passing accuracy, which, which gives their teams a lot of flexibility in terms of how they play, in terms of how opponents play against them. Because even though in this new world now, you have uh, teams willing to press high, when teams traditionally face teams like Liverpool, Manchester City, teams sometimes press all the way to the goalkeeper. But when teams play against Liverpool, Manchester City, they don't press the goalkeeper, but they cover all the other options, which is like sort of like a respect being paid to them because they know how good those goalkeepers are. And at the same time, at the same time, they're also protecting the more important areas of the pitch as well. So we've spoken about traditional goalkeepers, we've spoken about ball-playing goalkeepers, the skill that coincides, that tends to coincide with both, which is called a sweeper-keeper. A sweeper-keeper is pretty much a goalkeeper that comes, that protects the area behind their team's backline. Especially for teams that play a really, really high backline, trying to press the opposition team, there's a region of a space behind the backline uh, before you get to the goalkeeper. So sweeper keeper tend to do a lot of protection in these areas. So when uh, teams manage to beat the offside track most of the time by playing balls over the over the backline for their opposing for the attackers to run into. The goalkeeper pretty much tend to run from his goalkeeping area to clear those balls. So that's what you call the sweeper keeper. So sweeper keepers are just a type of goalkeeper. Could be traditional, could be ball playing. They're just protecting the area behind their team's backline. So that is all the recap for the goalkeeping position. Like I said again, for in-depth much further in-depth episode about what we said, what we said it. Please watch the watch the goalkeeping episode once again to get a full gist of the goalkeeping position and even much more larger range of examples of what we are talking about. We're going to take a quick break after we come back. We're going to talk about defenders, both center backs and full backs. Thank you. So we're going to talk about defenders now, starting with uh, centre-backs. So with the evolution of, the, of football, with the evolution of soccer tactics, evolution of football tactics, centre-backs, uh, they come in well, different shapes and sizes, <laughs> excuse the joke, but at the same time they come in a wider range of styles, formats, and the way each team 
how each team uses its center backs depends on the philosophy of the coach. So well, the same way goalkeepers have traditional and ball playing, that's also very, very true for center backs as well. Center, for center backs, there's traditional center backs and there's ball playing center backs. That doesn't depend the formation the team, the the formation the coach chooses to play, which is the the way he chooses to arrange his players on the pitch, from a traditional back four down to a back three system. The the way defenders play is mostly consistent, but it's mostly consistent depending formation changes on wise, but the way each center back plays traditional versus ball playing is also very, very different. A traditional center back, as, as the name implies, all they care about is protecting their goalie. That is pretty much all they care about. They protecting the goalie, preventing goals and being a nuisance on opposing sets in place. So that's pretty much all they care about, traditional centre-backs, as, as I said. Ball-playing centre-backs, on the other hand, they care about all the things that traditional centre-back cares about, but they also, apart from, well, starting from the goalie, the ball-playing centre-backs, they are sometimes the chief conductor of their team, depending on how good they are. So you have centre-backs like Thiago Silva, you have centre-backs like uh, Gerard Pique of yesteryears, you have centre-backs like Marquinhos, centre-backs that like, they are so good, they dictate the, how their team attacks. So these are all ball-playing centre-backs. And ball-playing centre-backs, they must also be very, very adaptable. They must also be very, very... They must be able to survive under pressure because teams press really, really high these days. And being a ball-playing centre-backs, the difference between playing out from the back and considering a goal is very, very small. So they must be really good at playing under pressure. They must be really, really good and and accurate. Accuracy and precision is very, very important when they are passing out from the back. And it's also very, very crucial as well. So these are the two differences between traditional centre-backs and ball-playing centre-backs. Moving over to full-backs and diff on the right back on one side and the left the right back on the right side of the defense and the left back on the left side of the defense and as the name implies the right back's dominant foot dominant foot is the right foot a left back's dominant foot is the left foot so depending on the style of play for the coach a full back tends for an for an attacking team a full back is very very can be very attacking or can be very reserved for high quality teams the full back is highly encouraged to bump all the way forward highly encouraged to contribute to the attacking attributes of the team and highly encouraged to get into the opposition 
penalty area to contribute goals and assists. For a fullback playing in a defensive team, more often than not, they never go past the halfway line. So they protect the right channel of the team. They protect the they protect the right channel or the right or left channel of the team, and they protect causes from coming into the penalty box and penalty area of their team. So that's all if defensive fullback does. Some notable names uh Ashley Cole, Marcelo, Jordi Alba, Danny Alves, Kyle Walker, just to name a few. For more information on what we talk about, we even did a mini Trent versus Trent, Trent Alexander Hanold versus Rhys James arguments in the episode as well. Please go back to the previous episode and watch it in depth. This is all we have for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you so much for spending time with us and doing your best to spend a portion of your day with us. We truly, truly appreciate it. So this is uh, for people celebrating Merry Christmas and wishing everybody a prosperous new year in advance. And this is just a short, short spot because we're all in the Christmas spirits. I traveled, Kizito also traveled. That's why we're not bringing an episode to you guys, a new episode to you guys today, rather a recap episode. Thank you so much once again, everyone. Till next time. Bye for now.